بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآل الطيبين الطاهرين إن شاء الله if I receive confirmation I can continue okay so alhamdulillah we are able to have once again our uh, webinar and this time we are inshallah reflecting on why saying 112 of and I hope you can see now uh, the first slide uh, in this wise saying, Imam salam refers to several points that can be very useful for our life and they are very practical as well. The first is this La ma la a'wadu min al There is no wealth more useful, more beneficial than intelligence, than wisdom. If we need to have something which gives us ability to function, now why we are so much interested in money? One reason is that because when we have money, we are able to do many things. When you are you have money you can buy what you want you can you know travel you can enjoy yourself you can look after your children so there are many things that you can do with money so you feel that money is very beneficial and to some extent it is true yes and this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says la tu'tu sufaha amwalakum allati ja'alallahu lakum qiyama do not give the people who are not uh, understanding, those who are not intelligent, those who are not uh, aware of what is good, what is bad, your money. Why? Because money is something that is made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a source of power for you. It's with the money that you can stand up a person or a society, a community which are poor, they have problem. They cannot stand properly. They have to bend or even sit. Okay, so money is important. But money is not the most important thing. One thing which is more important than money is aql, intelligence or intellect. Aql can mean intellect or can mean intelligence and wisdom is more beneficial. Because if you do not have aql, even your money cannot help you. Look at Qarun, how much he benefited from his money. There are many people that their money is not benefiting them, is not helping them, indeed is destroying them. But 
if you have aql you can earn money or even without money you can find still some practical solutions <clears throat> therefore the best thing also to inherit is instead of inheriting money to inherit wisdom to inherit moral virtues as we have inshallah later in the same why saying la mirath akal adab inshallah we will talk about it later so la ma la a'wadu min al aql no money is more beneficial more useful than intelligence or intellect second wala wahdata awhashu min al ujb there is no loneliness no solitude more horrible more more lonely than when you start admiring yourself when you become too much pleased with yourself urge means self admiration and awhash means something that makes you feel very lonely the people who are proud the people who are too much pleased with themselves the people who admire themselves too much then they feel very lonely and also people leave them people don't go very much close to them because people don't love people who are proud of themselves who are very much pleased with themselves you can never please such people they always look at themselves as if they are free from any problem any mistakes they expect too much they want people always to be humble in front of them and to do everything for them and listen to them so they feel very much superior to other people this makes you very lonely if you really want people to come to you people be close to you people be friend with you you should be humble humble people are very much pleasing and people love to get close to them so la wahdata aw hasha min al there is no solitude or loneliness which makes you feel lonely as much as self admiration can do it then imam ali salam said wala aqla tadbir there is no intelligence there is no understanding no wisdom like tadbir tadbir means management means running affairs properly mudabbir is the one who manages things in the good way is a good director as good manager so among different branches of wisdom and intelligence the most important thing is to be able to be a good manager someone who can plan and implement because you know it's not just a matter of knowing better or understanding better or thinking more 
at the end these things must lead to a better life to a better usage of means and resources to a better uh, way of facing problems facing challenges this is what we find in tadbir if i have no tadbir i may have lots of people lots of money lots of time and still no success if i have tadbir i know how to work with little money or with little number of people or you know in a short period of time tadbir is very important the efficiency in management and in uh, directing affairs to the best direction to the way that suits my purposes in the best way this is tadbir then wala karama kataqwa there is no generosity or nobility like piety you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says also in the quran inna akramakum indallah atqaakum the most honorable of you in the sight of allah is the most pious so to be noble to be respected is a matter of taqwa god fearing piety so no one based on anything can be as respected as based on taqwa maybe for example someone is coming from a noble family someone has good qualities qualifications or money or position or power or job or belonging to a strong party whatever if these are the things that give you honor and respect you should know that none of them can stand taqwa taqwa is the most important thing something that gives you honor in dunya and akhirah if other things give you honor it's only in dunya and it is only for a short period of time within some people not everyone would appreciate you because you would have for example if you have a strong political position if you belong to a strong party even you belong to ruling party for example this doesn't make everyone respect you for sure there, are, there is opposition there are people who disagree or there are people in other parts of the world for them belonging to the ruling party in this country would not be important and also this is short for a short period of time sometimes one party is in decline sometimes in power sometimes you know uh, you retire sometimes you know you change your mind and say no this party is not a good party i want to change or they change their mind about you so if you want to have a kind of respect that is universal and eternal then we should invest on taqwa taqwa gives honor in dunya and akhirah and it never stops so there is no respect and nobility like taqwa wala qarina there is no companion 
no friend like Husnul Khul. Husnul Khul means having good temper, having nice character. We have many, many hadith about Husnul Khul and how Husnul Khul can help on the Day of Judgment, how Husnul Khul is loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much Rasulullah loved the people who were good in their akhlaq, even there is hadith that once a captive, a person who was fighting Muslims after he was arrested, then some of them were punished, but one was released. And when he asked why, Rasulullah informed him, because Allah told me that you have some good traits of character. And one is that he was Hassanul Khuluq. He was a kind person. He was a nice person. He was treating people with kindness and respect. So even if an enemy of God, an enemy of truth, has a good character, has some noble traits of character that is appreciated and that can lead finally to be guided. And that person after this incident, you know, embraced Islam because he said, if your God appreciates these qualities, so I want to follow this religion. Husnul Khul is very, very important. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, through his husnul khuluq, his good temper, good akhlaq, managed to change, to change that society of jahiliyyah, of ignorance, in which normally there was no love, no mercy, no care to a society that people were ready to die for each other. A society that people didn't have love for their children. They used to bury their daughters alive. They used to not show love to their children. Even, you know, when one of them, after years of Islam, saw Rasulullah kissing his grandchild, he said, I have never kissed my children. Rasulullah changed this society into a society that people were sharing what they had with their brothers and sisters. The people of Medina looked after the people who migrated from Mecca to Medina. They were sharing their house, their belonging. They were ready to give life for each other. In one of the battles, when there were some injured people, one person went to give water. When he went to one soldier who was injured, and you know, when you are injured, you are very thirsty, you feel thirsty. He said, please give to my brother. He's more thirsty. He's thirstier than me. So he went to the next person and he said, please give to my brother. He went to the third person. So finally, he reached the last one who was already dead. So he went back and he saw all of them are dead. So those injured soldiers, they prefer to die thirstily and instead offer the water to their brother. So we have many, many examples of sacrificing themselves, their comfort, 
for their brothers and sisters. So Rasulullah managed to change this society by being kind, being soft, by having good akhlaq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ Because of receiving mercy from God, you became soft and gentle and lenient. وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضْلًا قَلِيلًا قَلْبًا فَضْلُ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ If you were harsh, if you were hard-hearted, they would have left you. People would not remain with someone who has harsh behavior, even if it's Rasulullah. لو كنت فضلاً غليظاً قلب لن فضوا من حولك. It's a great lesson for us. If we want our children to be with us, our friends, our community, people respect us. We should have this good behavior, good اخلاق. Good اخلاق doesn't mean to compromise about the principles and values. No, you can have your principles, you can have your values, but you have to learn how to have principles and at the same time be nice, be soft. Amir al-Mu'mini alayhi salam says in Khutbiyya Muttaqeen فَمِنْ عَلَامَةِ أَحَدِهِمْ أَنَّكَ تَرَى لَهُ قُوَّةً فِي دِينَ وَحَزْمًا فِي لِينَ One of the signs of the believers is that you see in them three things. To have these three together makes impossible things possible. I mean Things which are practically impossible. I know I don't mean things which are logically impossible. It brings success. Qawwatan fidin, strength in faith. But at the same time, hazman, being far-sighted, and lean, being soft. So you can be strong in faith, at the same time soft, and also plan for future. Sometimes we are not strong in faith. Sometimes we are strong in faith, but we don't plan. Or we are strong in faith and we plan, but we are not soft. This is not working. If you have all the three, a strong in faith. Between you and Allah, you are very strong. If all people of the world lose their faith, you don't lose it. If everyone questions your faith, you don't start doubting. But... When it comes to your akhlaq, the way you behave, the way you treat people, you can be nice, you can be kind, you can be soft. And at the same time, be farsighted. You know, look at water. You know, we have this hadith that mu'min is like water. There are many good qualities in water. First, water is flexible. You can put water in any container. If water was not flexible, if it was like wood or metal, when they want to put it in a container, they destroy it. They melt it or they cut it into pieces and they put it in the container. But water easily takes the form of container. So it doesn't lose anything and it remains what it is. This flexibility of water is very good. At the same time that it remains water, but it's flexible as much as needed. Water, if it is handled with care, 
and nicely lets you get into it. But if someone wants to force itself on water, it becomes like stone. You know, if you have experience, you know, if you, for example, dive into water and you don't know how to dive into it, and if you dive, you know, like flat, then it's like a stone. It can sometimes kill you. But if you dive, you know, and you use the aerodynamic rules, then lets you in. Or if you, for example, approach it nicely from close, it lets you in. But if you want to force yourself, doesn't accept. So, water is a good example. Movement should be like water. Flexible, but not losing identity. Not losing any part of yourself or community. Keep everything together with a little bit of flexibility. This is what I call principled flexibility. It's a type of flexibility which has its own rules and regulations. It's according to Islamic law and according to Sharia, but with understanding, with ijtihad, with the power of ijtihad, you can be flexible to some extent. Okay. So, la qarina khusnul khulq. There is no companion like khusnul khulq. is helping you to not to be lonely. In dunya, you will not be lonely. Even in your grave, you benefit from Hosnul Khulq. Your akhlaq becomes your companion. There is no heritage, no legacy like adab. Adab, you can say politeness or etiquette. Maybe politeness is good, although it's not perfect. Adab is to have manners, good manners, to observe etiquette. You know how to treat, for example, elders, how to treat guests, how to treat teachers, how to treat students, how to treat outsiders, how to treat guests. This is adab. The ability to observe good manners with respect to different groups of people in different conditions and circumstances. So, there is no legacy, no inheritance, no heritage better than this. If we give this to our children, that's the best thing we can give them. If our children have no akhlaq, no manner, no etiquette, no politeness, but they have money, no one is going to love them. But if they have this they can achieve everything else. People give them job, people give them respect, people want to do business with them, people, you know, are ready to do everything for them. If they have good akhlaq, good behavior. There is no guide like tawfiq. What is tawfiq? We use a lot the concept of tawfiq, and we say, for example, وَمِنَ اللَّهِ التَّوْفِيقِ وَرَفَّقَكُمُ اللَّهِ What does it mean? For your success in everything, you need many factors to come together. Many 
conditions have to be met so that you can be successful. For example, if you want to be successful in your studies, you need good teacher or teachers, you need good course, good university, textbooks, you need to be free, you need to be healthy, you need to be able to have some money to afford to pay for the fees, for the textbooks, for transportation. You need security, you need many, many things. Tawfiq is to have all these conditions together. Jam'ul asbab wal muqaddimat, everything which is needed, all the requirements, all the conditions that are to be met so that you can do something. Sometimes you want to do something, but you don't have tawfiq. A problem happens. At the time that, for example, you want to go to the mosque, then a problem happens. You see your car uh, tire is flat. Or I don't know, something unexpected happens in the house, doesn't let you to go to the mosque. Tawfiq is to be able to do what you want to do, to be able to meet all the challenges and have all the requirements together. Sometimes, for example, people went to the seminary to study, and to the house to study, but after some time they became ill. Or, for example, you know, they lost their father, then they had to go back home, you know, to look after their family. So there are many, many things. Or they marry to someone and his wife says, you know, we should go back home. We don't want to, you know, study here. You know, it's difficult, you know, to be here. Sometimes their children, you know, become, you know, problems. So there are many things that can stop a person pursuing the line of knowledge. You know, we say, Everything can have an obstacle, but for learning, there would be many obstacles. It's very difficult to be able to continue your study for a long period of time. Many problems can happen. Tawfiq is to be able to do what you want without facing these obstacles. This is Tawfiq. And this is possible when Allah wants. Of course, it's not arbitrary. When you work hard, when you appreciate what you have, when you pray, when you have prayer and blessings of your parents, when you do Saliyah Rahim, when you give charity, these are very important. This brings you tawfiq. When you respect ulama, when you respect elders, when you respect the people who have rights over you, this brings tawfiq. This brings success, whether it is in your secular life, worldly life, religious life, it doesn't make difference. In all these things, you need tawfiq. And tawfiq is the best guide, is the best leader, is the best one, the best thing to put you in the direction which leads to success. La qa'idah kat-tawfiq. Then, wala tijarata. 
There is no trade, no business like righteous deed. The best tejara that you can do. The most profit making, the most profitable thing is amal saleh. When you do amal saleh, first of all, it's always wanted. You know, sometimes people invest on uh, something. For example, they buy something because they think they can sell it with a good price. But then you see many other people bring this um, product to the market. The value goes down. Or people, you know, change their mind. This it becomes outdated. Uh, or this no longer is fashion. You have competitors. People don't pay that much money to this. So many things happen. A businessman, a trade man is always worried, is always concerned. Sometimes you have to buy very cheap what you have purchased, even cheaper than what you have purchased because there is no interest or there are lots of competitors or people have no money to pay. So there are lots of problems. But amal saleh, righteous deed is something that is always wanted. It is something that Allah buys from you. And he always wants Ahmad Saleh. And he buys always with very, very good price. He buys at least 10 times more. Sometimes he buys hundreds of times more. Sometimes he buys tens of thousands of times more. This Ahmad Saleh is something which is very much uh, profitable. The best tojar, the best tradesmen and women are those who do this trade. They try to do amal saleh as much as possible and sell it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the most generous buyer. Amir al-Mu'nin he says Sabaru ayyaman qasirah a'aqabatuhum rahatan tawilah تِجَارَةٌ مُرْبَحَةٌ يَسَّرَهَا لَهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ أَرَادَتْهُمُ الدُّنْيَا فَلَمْ يُرِيدُوهَا وَأَسَرَتْهُمْ فَفَدَوْا أَنفُسَهُمْ مِنْهَا The pious people are the people who try to be patient for a few days and then this followed a long period of comfort, eternal comfort. This is a profitable tijara trade that the Lord made it possible for them. Dunya wanted them, but they tried not to go after dunya. Sometimes dunya arrested them, but they managed to escape and run away from dunya. So this is the key for success. So there is no tejara like doing righteous deeds. There is no profit greater than reward which comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions several qualities for his ajr for his reward sometimes it says ajrun azim sometimes it says ajrun kareem sometimes it says ajrun ghayru mamnoon this is generous this is great this is kabir this is big this is ghayru mamnoon this is not going to be stopped this is 
the way he rewards and his ajr is coming from himself is coming from the heaven he gives reward which can endure which can remain so there is no profit better than the reward wala wara'a kal wuquf inda shubha this is also a very important practical lesson for our life there is no taqwa wara means taqwa piety like which means better than stopping when you are faced with shubha what is shubha shubha means something which is not clear something which is a bit confusing in our hadith we have uh, this very much you know mentioned many 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 times that affairs are one of the three some of the affairs some of the things are known to be good bayyanun rushdu it's clear to be good okay so you do it fayuttaba you go after it some of the things are known to be bad bayyanun ghayyu fayustana if the things were clear to be good or clear to be bad we didn't have problem because most of us we don't go for something which is clearly bad or we don't you know stop doing something which is clearly definitely decisively good most of us we don't have problem with these two our problem starts with respect to the third category shubahatun bainadari sometimes there are things that we don't understand whether they are good or bad those who are not careful they do these things they say we don't know it is bad so we do it those who are careful they say no we don't do it maybe i am not able to understand it is bad or good but in reality it is bad i don't want to take any risk i want to safeguard my iman if i know something is good like milk juice water i drink if i know it's poison i don't drink if i don't know whether it is water or poison is a healthy water or is a poison liquid what should i do should i take risk No, I don't take risk. I don't use this. I wait for something good. So, shubahat, those things which are problematic, those things that before which you don't have guidance, those things that might put you into difficulties, might uh, endanger your iman, you should avoid. Wait. Sometimes you don't know because you don't have knowledge. after fiqh so you ask ulama or you don't have knowledge about akhlaq moral side of it you ask experts ulama who are experts in akhlaq sometimes no you know all the theories you have the theoretical knowledge but you don't know how to apply it because you don't have enough information about the facts on the ground so you have to wait if you can ask ask if you can inquire consult if not wait sometimes time is the best solution 
maybe something is not clear now but gradually it can become clear don't rush if something is not clear and we wait Allah would not blame us but if something is not clear and I rush and then make bad and false judgment then I need to be blamed so it's the best type of taqwa is to stop when there is shubahat when there are things which are not clear there is no virtue or no ascetism better than ascetism with respect to haram you know zuhd means not to be interested in dunya but the most important type of zuhd is not to be interested in haram it is difficult to be, for example, you know, not interested in money, in, I don't know, luxury house, luxury car, luxury holidays, luxury dress. It's difficult not to go after these things. But the most difficult thing, and also the most useful and practical uh, way for success, is first make sure that you don't have interest in haram. For us, the most important thing is to avoid haram something which is prohibited by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we're doing haram even if it is a little even if it is one haram we are not going anywhere if we avoid haram and do our obligations then inshallah little by little we can make success if we do more good actions we can make a speedy success but with haram no Haram doesn't let us to do anything. Doing haram and good things together also is not getting us anywhere. It's like a person who is collecting good things but putting in a container which has leakage or has you know, a hole. Everything drops. You cannot collect anything. Then, wala ilma there is no knowledge like the knowledge which comes by thinking and contemplation if you don't think and contemplate you just memorize things like a recorder like a parrot this is not useful we need to contemplate so that we digest and we absorb what we learn when you absorb, when you get it on board, then it helps you in your self-development and also it helps you in understanding how to meet challenges of the real life. So much has been said about tafakkur in our hadith. The greatest part of Abu Zar's Ibadah and worship was to think. Ibadatu sorry, tafakkuru sa'a afdal min ibadat sana. Thinking for a while is better than worshiping without thinking for a year or in some hadith for afdal min ibadat sana or sab'ina sana. Is better thinking for a while is better than 
doing ibadah without thinking for 60 years or 70 years, depending on the quality of your thinking. Sometimes one hour of thinking can change our life. Sometimes people converted or repented or transformed themselves because of thinking for one hour, for a few days. They changed their life after decades. This is very important. If you go to the wrong direction and you never think and reflect and ponder, then this can continue can go on and on but if you reflect then at any time you are ready to revise to change your direction and go back to the right direction so it's very important to think to ponder there is no worship like performance of wajibat the best thing that we should do is to do our wajibat. This is the first step. Without doing our wajibat, there is no point even of talking about mustahabbat. In the hadith of Qurban Nawafir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in this hadith of Qudsi, in this divine saying says, My servants have never come close to me in the way that they come close to me or in the way which is most loved by me than performing wajibat. Performance of wajibat is the most important thing to do as avoiding haram is the most important type of asceticism. If you want to show no interest, show no interest to haram. If you want to show commitment, show commitment by doing wajibat. These are the most important, most fundamental and basic things. Wala imana. There is no faith, no religiosity like these two. Haya. Haya means to have shame. Means when you do something wrong, you feel bad. This modesty, this sense of shame in the good sense is haya. If someone has this haya, he never does bad things. He never associates himself with bad people. And if it happens that he does something bad, he quickly tries to recompensate, to restore. Wasabra, patience. Asabru min al iman bi manzilat al ra'as min al jasad. As we have in some hadiths, patience for iman is like head for body. We need this haya so that we don't do bad things, we don't get mixed with bad people, and this patience. And there are so many things about patience in the Quran, in our hadith, how Allah rewards patient people. Allah says, He rewards them without any measure. So there are three more slides, let me be faster so that I finish them. وَلَا شَرَفَكَ الْعِلْمِ Sharaf means honor. There is no honor like knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises knowledge in the Quran. Are those who know and those who don't know the saint? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah raises the people who have faith 
and raises those who have been given knowledge in ranks there are darajat for ulama innama yakhshallaha min ibadihi ulama the only people who have really awe and high regard for allah are the people who are knowledgeable so this great honor knowledge wala izza kal hilm is means dignity there is no dignity like being halim patient to have forbearance halim is normally used for the people who are patient with respect to the bad behavior and bad words bad treatment of people normally halim is used for this type of thing someone who is wronged but he doesn't lose his control he doesn't get angry he maintains his calmness so that he does the best thing because when we get angry then we don't know what we say we don't know what we are doing we may do wrong things halim is able to keep calm and do the best things something which would be productive something that you wouldn't regret later and finally la mudaharata awthaq min al-mushawara there is no support no help more reliable firmer than consultation the best help and support to give or receive is to have good consultation good consultants again we have many many recommendations about this it is so important that even allah says to the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam shawirhum fil am he says consult believers of course fa idha azamta fatawakkal ala allah after you make your mind then do what you think is the best and trust allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before making your mind your decision you have to consult you have to benefit from the opinion and advice of people when rasulullah is asked to consult this is a great lesson for us none of us should feel we don't need to consult we need to consult with the people who have experience who have knowledge who have wisdom who can be trusted and this is very good in this way you are adding their knowledge and experience and wisdom to yours la mudaharata awthaq min al-mushawara okay alhamdulillah we managed to finish this by saying and as you saw there are many beautiful points inshallah maybe after uh, tonight's webinar during the week you can go back again and read and reflect uh, because just uh, reviewing this beautiful hadith for once is not enough okay now let's go to the questions the first question is salamun alaykum alaykum salam uh, my question is a bit unrelated to the topic but inshallah if there is time i would like you to explain why we call Imam Hussain Sayyidu Shahada when the title was given to Hamza by Rasulullah? Also, why do we not cry over the death of Hamza? 
since we have in our hadith that the Prophet Muhammad. Yes. To be to be Master of the martyrs is a matter of either a particular time in or throughout history. You know, for example, we have the title of Sayyidat Nisa, Sayyidat Nisa al Alam, the mistress of the women of the world. Lady Maryam Salamullah alayha. She was the masters of the ladies of the world. But then we have lady Fatima to Zahra, who was Sayyida to Nisa al Alameen, Min al Awalina wal She was the masters of all ladies from the early generations up to the last. Hamza Salamullah was martyr. And he was so great that among all the people who were martyred at that time, he was the greatest. But he was not comparable to Imam Hussein alayhi salam. Imam Hussein is the master of the martyrs throughout the generations. No martyrdom was like martyrdom of Imam Hussein. La yawmaka yawmaka ya Abu Abdullah. The way he was martyred and the people who were martyred with him and the events that happened afterwards, the impact that it had on saving Islam, on changing the course of history, proved that his martyrdom was special. So, before reaching that point, Hamza, who was martyred in the battle of Uhud, was considered as Sayyid al-Shuhada. And after that, the Ahlul Bayt used this title for Imam Hussein who even was known by previous prophets to be in such a high position. Of course, it is good to remember the tragedy of Uhud, to cry for Hamza as Lady Zain, Zahra alayha, used to do, but nothing should overshadow the tragedy of Imam Hussein salam. Imam Raza salam said to Ibn Shabib, Ya Ibn Shabib, Iza kunta baqiyan or in kunta baqiyan, fabki ala al-Husayn. Whenever you want to cry, cry for Hussein, because his musibah was the greatest musibah. His suffering was the greatest suffering. Question two: Okay, I have also another question that is unrelated to the topic, but inshallah, if there is time, Sheikh Shumal can answer. In Ayatollah Mutahari's book, Man and Universe, he mentions that ethical progress and technological are not the same. He says, this does not mean that human society advances along a, a straight line toward the perfection for, of human values. That every seven advances, okay.
Okay. Yeah. Ayatollah Mutahari reflecting on the course of history and knowing the hadith that we have about Akhir zaman he has this idea which is very reasonable that although we see problems especially when it comes to morality and spirituality increasing in this age every year in some aspects it becomes worse if you compare for example few years you see this uh, now to for example this last few years to 20 years ago 30 years ago you find the big distension in one year maybe it's not very easy you see how many people are affected by bad media by bad movies how higher becomes less how politeness become less how rude people become some people how much more they go into dunya how uh, crimes increase so we see that there is a progress in the bad side but on the other hand positive signals are also there knowledge is increasing the strength of iman of some people is increasing in our hadith says that the believers of akhir zaman are the best we have people with quality faith in akhir zaman imam zain al-abidin said to abu khalid al-kabuli that those who are in akhir zaman waiting for imam zaman and they believe in him they are afdal min ahli kull zaman they are better than people of every generation when we speak generally exceptions can all be there be there but generally speaking so we are moving towards a good end for humanity although quantity wise we see more of more more and more of bad elements but quality is always in the favor of truth in the favor of piety and inshallah soon this would end with the great victory of falsehood justice over injustice pious people against wishes people so we cannot say 100% things are getting better no sometimes even if we look quantitatively things are getting worse but overall it's getting better in the favor of the truth question 3 in dua iftata in uh, so many times it's behi behi is it for us or for our imam zaman our 12 zaman yep uh, in dua iftata or dua not be behi uh, many times refer to imam zaman you know you have to mention which particular sentence you are referring to but uh, many times uh, we have this uh, behi means because of imam 
we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so he is the one who gives us our haja, but we say, you know, because of Imam, please give us this uh, request that we are making. Okay, our time is over, and here is the time of uh, Fajr now, just now is the time of Fajr in Hamburg. I hope that inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases our knowledge, our understanding, our wisdom, gives us good akhlaq, good temper inshallah, gives us uh, haya, this having shame and modesty, sabr and patience. May Allah be your protector, may Allah protect you, your family and your community. May Allah give shifa to all the brothers and sisters who are ill. May Allah forgive all marhumin, your marhumin, our ulama, our marajah. And may inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to serve our Imam Zaman before and after he comes. Thank you very much. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.